Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 320 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is a self-taught front-end developer who enjoys solving complex problems under pressure, and he regularly tweets about what he's doing and shares what he's learned along the way. So it's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Devin Ford. Thank you so much for having me on, Phil. Devin, I'd like to start by asking you a bit about being a self-taught front-end developer. So can you maybe explain how that came about and what you did? Sure. So um, I want to say it was probably April April or May of 2020. I started down the road path of actually learning networking and network engineering. And when I got to the automation part, I needed to obviously know how to code. And I kind of ended up in the radical of front-end somehow and kind of fell in love with it. And over time, just picked that up, learned. I joined the Twitter community and started picking up tips and tricks there. And then I landed a part-time job, kind of like an internship in the beginning, and then turned more into a job, which was all around front-end and React, which I had never really touched. And then now I'm full-time with a company called Red Ventures. I was hired as a front-end developer, but it's actually morphed more into like a full stack. So it's been really interesting. Yeah, so you're already expanding your skill set. So yes, going from front end to full stack is obviously obviously it depends on what you want to do, but it gives you that extra dynamic, doesn't it, in terms of what your capabilities and skill set is. Yeah, it's been really nice to get like a peek behind the curtain of what goes on on the back end and how we, you know, use the API to get certain data and how we pull things and merge APIs together for third parties and stuff like that. So it's been really interesting. Good. Okay, great. That's really useful to get a good understanding of what you're up to. So thank you for that. So first real question I want to get into is maybe you can share with us a career tip, one that the audience may not be aware of and perhaps should be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, To be completely honest, networking is huge. I mean, there's the, you know, the regular answers of, you know, really hammer your fundamentals and all that kind of stuff. And that's really important because they will carry across. But What I think is networking is just huge, especially for getting your foot in the door. I can honestly say that had I not networked on Twitter and then also beefed up my LinkedIn profile a little bit, I probably would not have gotten to the position that I'm in and the point I am in my career already at this point in such a short amount of time. Yeah. What I would say on, on top of that is don't don't stop. So yes. um, it, it is a starting point, definitely. And of course, it's obviously worked very well for you. But but just using things like social media, you mentioned LinkedIn, um, just developing your presence and, and making people aware of what you do and who you are and so forth really does help. Um, and, and yeah, you'll find it will help you along in your career as well. So that's, that's the same for anybody listening. Networking, as you say, is, is a powerful tool. Absolutely. And, um, I can say that, you know, Twitter was great for learning. The Twitter community was awesome around learning, but when it came to job time and getting a job and getting people to get eyes on my stuff, LinkedIn was a huge factor in that. Yes. Yeah. I can understand that. So they are very 
they're two different platforms, aren't they? they they're very good, mm-hmm. but they have their different different strengths, and you, you need to use them in the right way. Yeah, they absolutely serve a different purpose, but they both are, yeah. I feel, almost necessities nowadays in the way people are hired, especially with everything being so remote. Exactly. Yeah, very true. Okay, Devin, can you share with us your worst career moment and what you learned from that experience? Um, actually, it was not too long ago. I meant to double check something and it was towards the end of the day and I wanted to get something pushed. So we moved in and moved it to production and it tended to put a little hiccup in how things were running on our site. So it was definitely a huge learning moment of making sure to not rush, especially before you're about to deploy to production. Thankfully, it was, you know, we have some safety checks and, you know, cache layers in place where, you know, hopefully nobody really saw the mistake, but it did take down probably one of our higher revenue earners portions of the site. So it was thankfully quickly fixed, but it was definitely a lesson learned to not cost your boss a ton of money. <laughs> absolutely so obviously putting checks in place obviously helps but what what, you know what really caused that do you think there was any sort of underlying reason for the rush and and so forth i think it was a combination of things i think a lot of it was that i was very new and i felt you know not that anybody at work was really pressuring me to get it out but i felt that you know i needed to produce because i was new and really the biggest takeaway from that is that for me at least was as somebody new, you know, you might feel that pressure, even if you're just putting it on yourself to, you know, really perform and try to get tickets out and stuff like that. But it's worse to deliver something bad fast than it is to slow down a little bit and deliver something good a little bit slower. That is very true. And there's probably a lot of project managers out there who probably could deal with do with some advice like that. But yes, absolutely right. Um, and Devin, can you maybe share with us your career highlight? Yeah, it's actually... um. I'd really say it was this week. It was uh, my first real foray into a larger backend piece, and it was migration of an enormous data set into a new way we're parsing all of that data, and it required changes on the front and the back. And it probably was about, you know, a sprint, so two weeks worth of work that is finally completed and will be going live uh, next week. So... I mean, knock on wood that there's no fires when it does go into production. It, it was really cool to be able to build something that's going to make a huge difference in a lot of people's usage of our platform. And even internally, it'll make a lot easier for a lot of our content and editors and everything like that. So that was actually, as funny as it is, it was literally this week. That's yeah, that that's quite obviously very recent, but it's great to hear that, that that's you know, how potentially it will be received and, and uh, the benefits that it'll make. That's that's great. So, Devin, can you maybe talk to us about what excites you about the industry and careers in IT? You know, so, I mean, I'm pre- or predominantly web development and it's a lot of front-end, back-end, that kind of stuff. But yeah. I always catch myself like side-eyeing like that meme, all this decentralized Web3 I think that there's a lot of resistance to it because it's an unknown, but I think it's going to be an enormous impact on how things are done, even at, you know, the major levels once it's widely adopted. And I think that it's really, really cool how 
the checks and balances are built into the system itself and it's not actually manually being checked by a company and you don't really have to take the word of somebody saying, you know, we're definitely keeping your data secure. Or we're definitely not selling it this way, that way. It's literally a check and balance that anyone can go on with a little bit of knowledge and check to see if it's the truth. And I just think it's really awesome that we're moving into like a decentralized world when it comes to IT and especially with, you know, all the things that have been going on lately with Apple and security leaks and Facebook and all this crazy stuff, you know, that the fact that we're moving towards something that's going to be controlled by everyone is really, really cool. Yeah, it should be interesting to see how that actually works. Um, I, I suppose... I come from a, probably a, a, an era in, in tech and IT where everything was more centralized. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be interesting for me in particular to understand a bit more about how that will make a difference. But, yeah, the, the benefits potentially are there, definitely. Uh, it's been very interesting to watch it unfold. I've seen some bigger names. Uh, if you're in the Twitter tech space, you, uh, you've you seen Nader talk about it. He's a bigger name. I think his name is like Dabit3n. I forget what his Twitter handle is, but... He moved away from AWS and Amazon, left and went to a company that is strictly, you know, Web3 and pushing that really hard and putting a lot of good content out there to show you that you can use the technologies you know today to still work with this. Like it, it, a lot of things are built on a React front end or they have, you know, hooks in the JavaScript and even Solidity, which is their Ethereum blockchain that everything's written on, is very close to a JavaScript language. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. And, and, and are there any other sort of areas of technology that particularly interest you that you you might look at in the future? Serverless. I, I really like serverless. It's It's been pretty cool to watch how it's evolved and how easy it's made things to be expandable cost-wise. You know, running a startup now doesn't require an enormous amount of upfront cost anymore because you can scale with, you know, whether you go with AWS or you know, Google, Microsoft, any of them, it's really interesting to see how they're being implemented and how much faster it makes development. Yeah, that 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 is definitely a big benefit, isn't it? Yeah. Good. Okay. We're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Sure. What first attracted you to a career in IT? So when I was younger, my father and I built my first PC when I was about 13 years old, and it was like adult Legos. I had so much fun doing it, and honestly, I really, really wanted to go into hardware, but you know, the stars just never ended up aligning on that, and then you know, I just coding ended up happening and worked out really well. But yep. yeah, definitely the building of computers when I was younger. Right. Good. Okay. And what is the best career advice you've ever received? Be honest. Be honest and upfront with everything. So if you go into a situation, you don't know something, you know, be upfront about it. Say, you know, walk into the interview and say, look, you know, I'm not familiar with GraphQL, for example. But if you give me 10 minutes to get a high level overview, and I can start to dig in, I'm willing to do that and show your willingness to learn. But definitely be honest don't go in there and say oh yeah yeah i know graphql and then be stuck at a rabbit hole that you can't get out of because it's always going to come to light it will absolutely yeah yeah and also you can take that further in terms of the fact that obviously when you're in a role uh, and you don't know something don't just assume that everybody else knows or you shouldn't mm-hmm. ask always ask never, never leave leave it open yeah and conversely to best advice, can you tell us what the worst advice you've ever received was? 
being married to a tech stack, everybody, when you first start, at least in the Twitter community, you get flooded with everybody telling you, you need to learn React, you need to learn Vue, you need to learn Web3 and, you know, any other technology. And to be honest, I went into my job, I had nothing but JavaScript experience, React experience and some Node, and I was thrown into a project that uses Laravel and PHP with WordPress on the back end. And my fundamentals are what carried me. But if I had just married myself to React and only being able to figure out how to use that, I definitely would have been in a much worse spot than I was making sure that my fundamentals were good instead yeah. of just knowing a framework. Exactly, yeah. You have to remember that every technology will have its shelf life. So tying yourself into one yeah, probably not the best best advice, I would say. Um, but obviously, yes, the, the foundations are key, aren't they? And therefore, you can take those forward and apply them to whichever technology stack that you, that you want. So, yes. Absolutely. And I know this is quite recent, but if you were to begin your career again, would you do anything different? I think I would probably find a more structured program or maybe not a program, but a more structured way of learning. I did a lot of digging into little things here and there because I wasn't really sure on a path. And something like the Odin Project, once I found that, which is a free resource, was what actually really helped me figure out how to become a web developer and how to learn the front end and a little bit of the back and stuff like that, and how everything works in comparison to, you know, free code camp is great and it gets your hands on the code, but it doesn't really give you that path on how to learn. It guides you in writing code, but that's about it. And there's so much more to it. And I think the Odin project does a great job at giving you a much structured or a much more structured way of handling things and going about learning. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of the way you actually got into your career as well, do do you think that's still what you would have done or what you would do? Yeah, I think so. I think I would definitely have gone the web development route and definitely found a way to just keep it more structured. I think it would have shortened my timeline even more. I mean, I'm not on what I'm very fortunate and I picked it up pretty decently quick, but I think if I had that structure from the beginning, those first few months where I just kind of dabbled in things would have not been such, I don't want to say wasted time, but time better spent. Yes, exactly. Okay. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? Um, Right now, I am trying to move myself up into, I guess, what would be considered a more mid or senior level position. And then I'm dabbling whether or not I want to stay in like a platform across or a platform engineering role, or if I wanted to go a little bit more towards the management side. That part, I'm still on the fence. Right, yeah, okay. Well, you've got time. There's there's plenty of opportunity. And of course, you can change later on as well. So, yeah. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? I would say my ability to communicate. So I... I've always been a talker. I came from a 10-year role prior to this as a public safety dispatcher for a 911 center. So I've talked to you know many different people in many different situations, and I've gained that skill where I'm able to kind of take what we do on a technical level and then make it make sense to somebody who might not have that technical knowledge. Yeah. And I think being able to communicate with other people who have business interests, whether it be a business team, an editorial team, SEO, anybody like that who might not understand, or especially design, design's a good one, 
um, might not fully understand why moving some text over in a box could have way bigger implications in a code base. But if I tell them that, you know, we're bound by line heights and divs and everything else, they're not going to understand. So being able to bring that to a level where everybody's on the same playing field has really, really helped me when it comes to my career. Absolutely. Yeah, very good. And what do you do to keep your own career energized? I like to learn new things, but to be completely honest, it's taking breaks. It's stepping away from it after work is done. I've kind of gotten away from coding on the weekends, you know, as much as I love side projects and doing some fun things. And I will still jump on stuff and, you know, mess with the new API or something. I've learned that not fully diving into this 24-7, 365 is not going to hurt your career, but I think it'll benefit it more because burnout is very real. And if you're staring at the code all the time and you're hitting roadblocks and you're getting stuck, it's just going to compound and get worse and worse. And I feel like by doing that and taking those breaks and spending time with family and friends, it just helps me stay on track when it is time to get down and work. And keeps me excited about coming to work because i'm not dreading looking at code again today yeah absolutely it leads us on to the next question actually so what else do you do in your spare time away from technology um so i mean i like video games like anybody else i know it's a little bit of a cliche answer um but we a lot of the time i have a new daughter she's a little over two months now so we've been doing a lot of stuff with her taking her to you know fairs and yeah pumpkin patches, that kind of stuff. So it's really, really fun to just get out with her and let her see, you know, she doesn't completely see anything yet, I guess. But, you know, it's fun to bring her places and get to do things with her. Exactly, exactly. That Yeah, it's, you make the most of it, believe me. It doesn't <laughs> last that long. Okay, and Devin, can you share with us a parting piece of career advice? Don't get discouraged as soon as, you know, anytime you, whether it be applying for a job and receiving a denial letter, or whether it's you're in your job and your ticket gets sent back and the code review has 12 comments on it, you know, it's easy to look at that and get very frustrated and very discouraged and feel like you don't know what you're doing. But you have to remember that you're going to go through processes where, you're, you know, when it comes to applying for jobs, you're going to get denials until you get that positive impact. But if you're not applying, then you're not going to get jobs. So if you let it discourage you and walk away from it, then you're in the same position you are, whether you apply 10 times and get one, it's still the one that matters. And then for like in the job and the code reviews and stuff like that, code is always going to come back. Honestly, if I put a ticket through and it goes through perfect and it gets a green light without any kind of comment or concern, I get a little worried that the reviewer didn't really, really look at it. And I mean, maybe sometimes you do write the perfect code, but it's pretty rare. And I don't care what level you're at. It is very rare. So if your reviewers are just green lighting you through, they're not doing you any favors because you're not going to learn. You're not going to grow because you're not getting feedback on how to do things better for the next time. Yeah, absolutely. I think feedback not just about your code, but just generally about your performance is, is a key part of of your career and being able to grow. So, yes, you've got to also accept it in terms of taking it in a positive way um, and learning from it as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and Devon, how can we find out more about you and connect with you? So on Twitter, I'm fairly active even still on twitter it's at devin d ford 
and my LinkedIn, I believe, is the same. Uh, I believe it's Devin D. Ford, but it's Devin Ford on LinkedIn. Um, those are the two primary networks that I use pretty regularly to connect with people. Excellent. Good stuff. Right. Devin, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Absolutely, Phil. I appreciate you having me on. It was a lot of fun. Hi, Phil here again. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with today's guest. You can find full show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e and the number of the episode you've been listening to. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, please make sure that you do so that you get episodes automatically downloaded to your device every Monday. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.